This is Acceptable Vices for March 24th, 2017. Tonight, we gripe about the internet and how it was better when it was old or perhaps not. Hey everyone, this is your happy host, Victor Frost, and this is Acceptable Vices. Tonight, we are going to be talking about old internet and new internet and what is different and what is better and what is worse. Tonight on the show, we have Cherba. Hey, Cherba. I was about to mute my mic and clear my throat, you motherfucker. Uh, yeah, I'm just coming off the back of a little bit of a fucking, you know, head cold, so a little yeah. bit odd, but, you know, Jesus. What happened there? <laughs> that, that, that sounded... The, the Cylon yeah, you, sound? Yeah, you got a bit Cylon-y there. Yeah, you too. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just hoping it doesn't show up on the recording. Fuck it. You know, in, enjoy our bullshit, YouTube. There you go. <laughs> and as always, I'm monitoring the live chat. Oh, good. Which I don't really talk about much on the show. I, I mostly just talk shit right back to the people who are talking shit in the live chat. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, we also have, what's this? Nelson? Nelson, you're alive! I have returned. <laughs> what the fuck was that? That's like a zombie voice, I don't know. That? <laughs> no, no. Baby Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. I actually so- had Baby Emperor Palpatine in my, like, mind's eye as I was saying it. Huh. Like I can't, I can't help but imagine like Emperor Palpatine. He was born like looking exactly like that, just short. <laughs> well, he was born looking like that, and then he grew up to be a normal senator-looking guy. But then he returned unto the 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 uh, the wrinkly baby when he got older. Ah. No, I reckon I reckon it's just makeup when he's a senator. It's just like me fucking spackling it on with a trowel. <laughs> That's why he suddenly looked real old when he did all that force shit, because, like, you saw he was shaking, he cracked all of his makeup, fucking fell off. Mm-hmm. Came off. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, nice window. Off I, the fucking tower. <laughs> well, that'll happen. How you doing, Nelson, though? What's, what's, what's good in your life recently? What is good? Uh, Overwatch is good, and yeah. continues to actually get better, which is weird for anything it's ever. not team fortressing it's not team fortressing uh blizzard knows how to do like support for their games i i will maintain that i and i i would venture a great number of people would pay an additional like 40 dollars to get a, a version of the game that just lets you play all the cool little seasonal mini games mm, nobody like lucio ball that much Vic. <laughs> Uh, I really like the concept of Lucio Ball, but also Rocket League exists, so... <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, Snowball uh, fight was good, too. One... Yes, that was true. Oh, one uh, cool thing about Overwatch and uh, recent events is that... So I was at uh, PAX East uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, I was the uh, deputy at the VR free play. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a bunch of Overwatch cosplayers, like the entire cast. Wow. Walking around in the aisle, and they stopped to do a big photo shoot, mm-hmm. and they were there for a few minutes, and then they started kind of blocking the aisle. So I, I grabbed one of my enforcers, and I said, "I need you to walk over there 
and I need you to yell, go get on the payload. <laughs> and, he, and he walked over there and he yelled it and everyone laughed and then they, they wandered off. It was good. Wow. Nice. Well, there you go. Yelling uh, gaming instructions at gamers works. <laughs> Wait. With the Reinhardt, was he like the massive full-size Reinhardt oh, that I yes. saw struggling to get into an elevator? Yes. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that was one of the best videos that came out of PAX East, was watching this dude in a fucking eight-foot-tall costume try and squeeze into an elevator. <laughs> I've always wanted well, to do a giant costume like that, but I've, I've never really figured out what I, w- what I would want to do. The closest I ever got was planning out a touch coma. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. I've seen some pretty good Space Marines. Oh, yeah. Mm. And Space Marines are pretty easy to make once you've got the hang of foam core. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, so we are here to talk about internets. We, we've been on the internet a while, haven't we, guys? <sighs> no, I already got this last week. <laughs> <laughs> Telstra that hard, huh, Cherbs? <laughs> L- let's just say that I know some people in the business of internet. <laughs> They, you know, that that place shut down and the other tank drove off and a bunch of old guys came out and were wandering around the tank. And Mike and I were walking back to the hotel and we stopped for a bit. We were like, hmm, what's going on here? And they drove a a flatbed over to where the tank is. Hmm. And over the course of like half an hour, we watched them start it up do all the safety checks and maneuver these these old like obviously like world war ii veterans maneuvering a sherman tank uh onto a flatbed truck (laughs) it was wow one of the best pax experiences i've ever had (laughs) i say you should have jacked the the tank dude Ah, i didn't go very fast those old guys could could who cares what are they gonna do run you off the road (laughs) (laughs) good point Indeed, indeed. Uh, Actually, weirdly enough, mentioning tanks reminds me of the exact moment that Peter... Well, actually, approximately a minute and a half after the exact moment that Peter Capaldi rocketed to the top of my list of favourite doctors in Doctor Who. It used to be uh, Tom Baker, David Tennant, Smith, then, like, couple down and then Peter Capaldi. Mm Mm-hmm. Then suddenly, straight to the top of the list at this moment, it is uh, his entrance into the theatre in uh, an episode called The Magician's Apprentice. And I will send a video to the the (laughs) chat so that Victor can link it later. Yep. Uh, I think there might be a square bracket on the end of that that you need to exclude. I'll take care of it. Ah. It is excellent, and it includes a bunch of shitty puns about tanks. Nice. (laughs) Okay, so, uh, as I was saying before technical difficulties rudely interrupted me... um... Tom Scott, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, uh, so we've been been around uh, uh, for the better part of, like, the... the, uh, consumer availability of the internet i think that's Hmm. a fair assessment right yeah yes yeah um and i think even over the last 10 years the internet has really fucking changed geocities when did geocities get gone only like a year or two ago (laughs) no more than that Uh, those were the days back in 2015 or 2016 Geocities. Actually, no, Geocities is apparently... No, no, it's shut down 2009 or 10. Yeah, 2009. Yeah, I was going to say it's more than a few years. 
Evidently, it's it's a couple of years shy of a decade. So there's mm-hmm. that. Uh, so what what let let us for those who are listening who who were not interneting in the olden days. Can we can we just collectively describe how big how much of a giant pain in the ass getting you know doing things on the internet was? Oh, I'm sorry. I need to use this phone right now. Please stop accessing all the world's information <laughs> at a very slow pace. At a very slow <laughs> pace. <laughs> uh, um, well, so I guess we should go in in chronological order. Sure. Um, I was not around for BBSs, so I do not have. Uh, first-hand experience of them. Uh, I did use uh, Usenet back in the day for a little bit. I caught the tail end of that. I was... I did once dial into a bbs but it was way at the tail end of it. People were already setting up really shitty like angel fire pages. (laughs) (laughs) Things like that. And uh, MySpace did not have an inter... Well, it... I suppose MySpace always had some manner of integrated music, but it was not like the way it is now. MySpace relaunched, like, I think in 2005? Justin Timberlake bought it? Yeah, yeah. it's Timberspace. Timberspace. <laughs> that sounds like a really shitty name for a forest. <laughs> um, and uh, I remember that the the best way to find websites wasn't through a search engine because what is that um but uh through dmoz oh i don't remember dmoz you don't remember dmoz is uh it was basically like a hierarchical directory of websites mm. let's be clear guys it here. was pre-yahoo right it was I, yeah yahoo then bought it but it was pre-yahoo um let let's let's just put this in into context um today the internet is literally so large that Google, which arguably has probably the biggest total data center size anywhere, um, is still, there is still huge chunks of the internet that it does not catalog. At one point, the internet was small enough that you could go to Barnes and Noble and pick up a internet yellow pages. Yeah. <laughs> a physically printed out yeah. directory of the internet. Yeah. And, um, um, MP3s were magic. Yeah. How many, how many MIDI files did you have, Nelson? I still have a few MIDI files and they don't have their names. Then the file names have become corrupted. So it's just like weird Unicode characters that I can't read dot MIDI or whatever or, the, the extension or, or is. Or even better, you'd get like first six letters of the name of whatever it was and then mm-hmm. tilde and then like one yep. <laughs> dot MIT because... We, our file systems on our computers were not sophisticated enough to handle, like, more than an 8 by 3 file name scheme. Mm-hmm. I will bet you a video game that at least one of the MIDI files that Nelson still has is the X-Files theme. No, I might. So. <laughs> I might have it still. Because... It seems like that is the one universal constant. Everyone who ever had a MIDI file at some point had the X-Files theme as a MIDI file. <laughs> so I actually still have a, uh, a PS2 to MIDI dongle. Oh, God. Oh, my. Yeah, because MIDI like, was... As in, as, in, as in PS2, not, not keyboard, you're talking PlayStation 2, yeah? No, no I'm talking keyboard. What? When PS2 did... port no. to 
No, Whatever Midi the never port. went. Oh, I know Midi, what he means. Yeah, Midi yeah. never went into a PS2 port. You could you could adapt it though. No, no. You could get the you could get an adapter for your MIDI interface that Wait. basically went into your PS2 port. It was it was after the MIDI to serial port uh, became Are you obsolete. Talking, you talking like the big chunky? Yeah, the chunky the chunky boy. Yeah. That's it. Just that just happens to be the same kind of connector that mi- most MIDI stuff uses. It's not actually the same PS2 protocol. You still have to plug that into a proper MIDI. Board. Well, yeah, but like in terms of physical dongles, yeah, it's the same physical <laughs> connector. But that's not gonna. That doesn't mean you can plug it into the keyboard port on your computer. Oh no. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it turns um, out you actually can. Well, yeah. you can plug it in. It won't do anything. <laughs> but, um, hey, uh, hey no, remember, there's, before there's actually, you, remember before there's, USB? Oh, yeah. So oh, printer yeah. ports. Printer ports. Uh, LPT1. These big, like, 50... I may have, I may have just the problem. They are. You keep talking. I'll be right back. Yeah. Uh, when you had a printer, you had to plug it into a big-ass port. Um, when you had a... Uh, mouse or keyboard, you had to plug it into a different, less big-ass port. Um, I remember those fucking printer ports. Little when you had like a an mouse, inch and a half wide. When you had a mouse, you had to, every like few months, undo the bottom of it, take out the ball that made the mouse go, and then pull out the lint from the inside of the mouse. Because mm-hmm. it was a physical device. Yep. And when uh... laser mice came out, that was bananas all right kids i'd like to introduce you to something this is my first laptop nice <laughs> it is a compact armada 4130t um Vic it's actually... the technology hobo strikes again <laughs> <laughs> it see it has a uh it has a track surprisingly enough it does still run um it's got a trackball it's got a floppy disk drive nice and it has a printer port, a serial port, an IR port. Oh, I remember those. Oh, yeah. Put your a, QCAT uh, on there. Yeah. A, uh, a PS2 port for keyboards, no USB, no built-in Ethernet. The CD-ROM drive, which is uh, over here, was a, I think it was uh, with the, oh, 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 game controller port. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I remember those old, like, oh, yeah. specific game controller fucking ports. Start up. I have a question, started. Victor. Yes. Does your laptop... What year was is your laptop from? I think it's from 1997. Okay. Yeah. I suspect it... Pro- does it have a, uh, a telephone and... R- what is it? RJ45? Through a yeah. PCMCIA card. Ooh, wait. Does it have an internal modem? It does not. Okay. No yeah, internal I have modem. A, I, have, I have a 56K PCMCIA card that you slot in where uh, you push this little thing in and then mm-hmm. out pops in a tel- an RJ45 jack. You can just put your mm-hmm. telephone thing in there. Um, I, I have a 1997 or 1998 Quantex notebook. <laughs> that was my, my first computer. Uh, and I put Ubuntu on it in the early 2000s and it worked perfectly fine the problem was i couldn't i couldn't update it because i didn't have an external modem 
here's, here's the <laughs> issue with this thing. Um, it's got 16 megs of RAM. Mm-hmm. Uh, it runs at 133 megahertz. Nice. And if you take out the hard drive, it will not it will not start. I don't mean Windows won't start. I mean there is no BIOS built into the motherboard. <laughs> it's a partition on the hard drive. Jesus. Uh, and the BIOS runs on Windows 3.1. Nice. You you remember like back in the day, you didn't have to do weird hacky shit to your computer because your computer came with weird hacky shit from the factory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, the turbo button that wasn't? Mm. I had a computer Uh. that one time a capacitor just fell off the motherboard and it kept running. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how, but it did. Redundancy, I guess. I guess. So in the the post-BBS internet, uh, which is sort of the real-ish internet. um, The PHPBB internet. (laughs) Well, not even there yet. Not yeah, we're not, not there, there yet. PHP has. Uh, I don't remember when PHP was actually invented. But a twinkle um, in a programmer's eye. Well, a, a smudge in a programmer's eye. <laughs> um, a floater in a programmer's <laughs> eye. Ugh. Jesus. Ooh, so, the rubber. A- the rubber on here has kind of gooified. Mm, yeah, butylene rubber. Yeah. Getting all the um, fucking oils in and turning into fucking musty goo. It's pretty thin without the separate battery pack and CD-ROM. <laughs> so there was a thing called Usenet. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. And before you had access to, like, the World Wide Web. Uh, the web was not worldwide at first. Let us, let us yeah. preface with that. Um, a lot of ISPs would well a few isps would allow access to a sort of separate internet chat roomy kind of thing mm-hmm. uh which was a a successor to the bulletin board systems uh and a lot of the culture and uh like nomenclature and jargon of the early internet comes from usenet so like you know rec.arts uh alt dot whatever um and so there's a there's an idea uh because in 1990 either four or six um or probably a different year because i don't remember back then but uh at some point aol which allowed access to their own like walled garden of internet which was a big deal um Oh, oh, I think we need to explain at this point that that email between one ISP to another didn't always make it. Oh, right. I, yeah. So every ISP had a, basically a different Internet. Yeah, uh, pretty much <laughs> effectively. So um, what were some of the old providers? Oh, shoot. CompuServe? I want to say CompuServe yeah. was a big one. Um, I had Earthlink. Yeah, that's another one. AOL, AOL was... Uh, well, yes. A, well, so every person who was alive back then be? msn didn't come to be until later yeah yeah but msn's also not, wasn't a fucking provider um, no 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 msn did offer a dial-in service good uh there was bix i think uh i know that oh fucking uh, prodigy prodigy oh prodigy yeah, that's, that was a that's... big one <clears throat> Um, Your ISPs so, would give you an email address. Mm-hmm. They still do. Nobody uses them. I don't know. <laughs> Except for like grandmas. Um, so at some point in the early 90s, uh, AOL provided its users access to Usenet. And it was a big deal because 
on Usenet, in Usenet culture, every September when new students would come to universities, they would get access to Usenet. Um, and so when AOL said, okay, we're going to let every single you know, motherfucker who has AOL join Usenet, that is known as Eternal September because the <laughs> etiquette and the, uh, or as they said, the netiquette uh, yes. was effectively destroyed when AOL opened the gates of Usenet to the masses. And frankly, it has been destroyed ever since. Yeah, you want to tell them why it was called Eternal September? I did, because September was when the students would come to the universities. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they would join and not know how to do internet. Anything. Anything. Uh, They wouldn't be polite on the internet. All right, let's fast forward a little bit. Actually, uh, before we do, I I feel I should explain why I was giggling myself stupid (laughs) before when when Nelson was talking about, like, rec.this and rec.that. Mm-hmm. I remembered that uh, a, there was actually a local gay cruising board when we started getting Usenet down here called Rec.Tum. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is the best. <laughs> uh, so let's, uh, let's jump forward. We're going to go uh, from the early 90s. We're going to jump to the late 90s. Um, Ooh, everyone's got... Uh, is it Frosted Tips time yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. everyone's got oh, Frosted yeah. Tips and a red Boy bands are at boy the bands. peak of their relevancy. I um, did not have Frosted no. Tips, but I will admit I did once try to dye my hair straight white. Like, uh, what's nice. his name? What's that fuck his name? James Marsden played him. <laughs> Spike from Buffy, that's it. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Suffice it yep. to say, it did not actually work. <laughs> <laughs> My hair ended up like this weird shade of like a really straw-like blonde. <laughs> it looked nasty as fuck. It was not good. You know, you know what else was everywhere? Web rings. Oh my oh. god! Web so rings. because there still was no searching of the internet, there was uh, Alta Vista, but it was bad, and there was oh, Lycos, yeah. but it was also okay. bad. Alta Vista was bad. Except for the feature that let you search for specific file types. That's true. Because that was, if you wanted to get some MP3s, you could get some MP3s that way. Oh, yeah. This was before Um, Napster. Yeah. So Uh, uh, a web ring is because you could not effectively search the internet for anything that you were interested in. What would happen is that small, uh, it it was basically tribal societies. So small (laughs) family units of uh websites would band together and they would all link to each other and they would link one to the next to the next so you would say like i want to go to this website about my favorite anime uh uh slayers yeah and I, you would go to the slayers official unofficial fan site always, and they would say always official unofficial oh yeah and they would say, well, we are part of the the official, unofficial, new uh, uh, North American anime web ring. And you would go to the site about, uh, oof, trying to think of another. Cowboy Bebop. Oh, you would, no, that's, no, that's later. Oh, yeah, that was early. You would go to the site yeah. about um, what was then called Robotech. Uh, in america um and there would be a lot of uh well there would be like five sentences about this cool show called robotech and how there was secret 
Japanese shows that were sort of like Robotech, but different. Ooh, Earthworm Jim, yes. I, I present to you um, what I had before my first computer. Uh, this is this is a legitimate photo of my desk from the 90s. It is not a computer. It is a word processor. And it has... I, I'm, I'm I like that you have a physical map because there weren't digital maps yet. No. I'm also I'm looking at like those really red fucking sunnies down on the desk. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> yeah. You want nineties, there's your nineties right there. <laughs> is is that a Q cap next to your headphones there? I really hope so. Next to actually, you know what that was? That was a that was a headset walkie talkie. That's what that was. Ooh, because ooh, cell fancy. phones didn't weren't really existent in you know, cheaply. They were um, they, they existed, but not not so much. Oh, they were this big. Yeah, they were they were huge. <laughs> um, so we've made reference to QCAT twice, and we should yeah. probably explain what it was. Um, no, we shouldn't. Let him bond it. <laughs> <laughs> it was an ancient technology that could be used to scan barcodes. <gasps> but so Nelson, you could, why, hmm. what, what, what could you scan? Why would you need to scan a barcode? Well, if you were shopping at your physical department store, like, like people did back in ancient times, uh, you could scan... Well, actually, you couldn't Nelson, scan a barcode could, because it wasn't it Nelson, wasn't mobile. you needed to use it with a computer. What are you talking yeah. about? Uh, once you purchase something, <laughs> it, take the thing you purchased. Okay, Nelson, I feel like you don't really remember what the QCAT was for. I remember you could scan the barcodes and you, you could get information <laughs> hypothetically. Okay, so I have it was never this really shitty idea that, that, was, that was a combination of... Um, magazine companies, TV guide, and TV shows, uh, and and, tel- and television networks that you could scan these little barcodes inside magazines, and mm. it would give you it would connect. Assuming you were connected to the internet. Oh yeah, gotta dial in. Gotta dial in. It would then make. It would then send you to like additional information about these things because typing urls is hard yeah and it was it was radio shack radio shack couldn't give them away fast enough yeah they they actually they i i got a free qcat when i was in middle school and i did not know what to do with it yeah I opened it up. I didn't need to. My grandmother has a QCAT in the plastic bag <laughs> today. Nice. Oh, yeah. And, like, uh, wasn't it the case that the QCAT couldn't actually read regular barcodes? No! No, it could not. They couldn't. <laughs> it could only read like that. Oh, no. So that that apparently was a software thing. Mm. It was capable of reading UPC, but the software that used the QCAT didn't read UPCs. Though apparently you could get like a bunch of unofficial applications that would just use it to yeah, read regular to barcodes. Right Geo- you have to go to the right GeoCities page. To- uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, so Wedlands, GeoCities, QCats. Video games in the late 90s. They were shit. Were amazing <laughs> and withstand the test of time. When did Half-Life 1 came? 1997 or 1998? Yeah, 1998. A lot of game, a lot of extremely good games came out in '98. Uh, Grim Fandango, I think, came out in '98. Uh, Mech Warrior, um, Mech Warrior, uh, Mech Warrior. Oh, that was 2. a good game. Mech Warrior Three is, I think, my favorite. I think that came out. Uh Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. Yes, for the PlayStation. Tomb Raider. Yeah. Oh, by the, the way, the, game the PlayStation. For the PlayStation. 
the PlayStation in 1998 was this very large gray box. Um, it would not turn into a small white like oblong thing until much later. Yeah, that, that's the PSX. I remember that everyone I knew had a PlayStation and an enormous library of games and every fucking single one of them would just be like copied CDs. <laughs> oh yeah. Because it wasn't DRM. until the uh, it wasn't until I think the PS2 that they started using those weird discs that you couldn't get a hold of easily and you mm. actually had to put the chip in to get it to read regular CDs. Yeah. DRM was more or less a joke. Yeah. In the early 90s. And, oh yeah, so, late nineties. Yeah, they were. They were just a joke. And so you uh, would uh, have to work. You could. What you could literally do was you could. Uh, your friend will install a game onto their computer, and then you could literally because not everybody had CD burners. Mm-hmm. You could then just yeah. You got to put those on zip disks. Yeah, you know, zip disks. Hundred megabytes each. Yep, and then you could just copy the install folder from their computer onto yours mm-hmm. you know, now some some games did have drm and those games were immediately cracked and that created the uh the phenomenon of the crack screen mm-hmm. uh, yes and you would like, go on on school computers you would see oh they have some ant installed Ooh, i'm gonna try playing this and it would you would load up the game and would open up and it would say cracked by ninja samurai (laughs) and you would be like thanks ninja samurai for cracking this game and putting it on this computer back in those days people people took it real fucking serious too like Mm -hmm. It's not like these days where if you see Cracked by Skid Row, you don't know if it was Skid Row or whether it was one of, like, a bajillion people who are just like, I'm going to put fucking Skid Row on my malware release and slap my fucking pop filter out of the way. (laughs) Because Um, I want people to install my shitty malware. There's a really good presentation by the... Uh, so that's my the now. head of a computer history museum uh, that I will will put in the show notes, um, where he talks about the history of crack screens and like different cracking. They weren't even groups at that point; they were just people uh, would know each other by name and would be actually calling out and dissing each other in the crack screens. And this happened from like the mid '80s to the mid '90s. I mean, that, I mean. <sighs> I mean, and you didn't really have to question the the cracks back then because oh yeah, they were they were yeah, they, you trusted yeah, they were just clean because you didn't really have to worry about it. Now you got now basically, if you pirate software, you have to assume you've been there of some sort, and maybe you can live with that malware. But <laughs> <laughs> set up a nice family, have a couple of malware kids. That's it. <laughs> but uh, the, well, yeah, there weren't there weren't viruses. I mean, no, well, hold like, on. Or at least there well, were, yeah. but if you got a virus, you fucking knew. Yeah, yeah. Your, so your like, hard drive would, your, your, your computer would just stop working. You go to reboot it and you get like a picture of a mouse eating cheese or some shit. Yeah. You know, it's viruses, like all the hacker movies that have a virus with some weird kind of silly thing, that comes from real viruses from the 90s. Yeah. 
viruses the today day. they they want to be as unnoticed as possible yeah unless the, the... like like happened to me yesterday i got woken up by a phone call from the family business that i occasionally do a bit of tech support because it's cheaper than getting a real tech out and 90 percent of the time it's either easy to fix or easy to google mm. and uh, i got a call from them just like oh hey we've got this uh, we've got this thing on the computer that's popping up about tech support and i just immediately went don't click it don't do it don't call the fucking number they're like we already called the number i'm like you're fucked <laughs> yep. yep they're just like well they're saying that everything like we can't get into anything on the computer and like uh mm. they're saying we need to give them money i'm like when was your last backup and they're like uh, a couple of weeks ago i'm like because you lost everything don't pay them a cent you're fucked you just need to blank and go back to your backup <laughs> Yep. You're never getting it back. Nope. Uh, there used yeah. to be an art to malware. Now everybody is just in for the money. <laughs> I remember my first computer virus that I ever got was it wasn't even a real virus it was a virus that made it look like it was erasing your entire hard drive and it would like do the th progress thing and then like pretend to shut everything down and then it would pop up a screen that just said gotcha yeah i remember when viruses used to do things like turn your screen upside down there was there was one virus i forgot what it was called it wasn't ogre because ogre just like thrashed your hard drive um, but it basically spun your hard drive as fast as possible because there weren't any protections in the BIOS or anything because that didn't exist. Right. So you could just put a command to spin the hard drive as fast as possible while also trying to write to it, and it would basically physically destroy your hard drive. No. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so, uh, let's see. And then Steam happened. Oh, yeah. So, well... Yeah. well some it, other stuff it, happened. It, okay. It happened, <laughs> it happened, but it didn't really happen. It happened sort of like stepping on a landmine happens. <laughs> like, everyone knows it's a possibility, but you hope it doesn't happen to you. Okay. Well, so back Let in me... the day, you would go to a physical store to buy a big-ass box that was this big that would have your video game in it for your PC. Oh yeah, there were big boxes, and they had they opened. If they were fancy, they had an opening in the front, and with you'd be you'd look at the would, art with art in there that is completely not representative of the game at all. Yeah, uh, and they would have a manual that was like You're between so this and this thick, <laughs> depending on your game. Um, oh, I remember Train Simulator, like this fucking train simulator game that my father bought it came with a manual like the box was larger than normal and i thought that was weird that's because the manual came with like you remember those plastic ring binders yes. oh yeah where it like clasped together like mm -hmm. it came with one of those a4 sized that was that fucking thick nice. like an inch thick <laughs> it had copy protection and its copy protection was to go through the manual and find a specific word from a specific sentence on the page yeah type it in mm -hmm. um, um falcon and then F, falcon f16 had you had to be you had to i before the game would start you had to identify a plane by its silhouette <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Wow, that's, um, that's, that's copy protection I could probably just get past on my own. <laughs> so, so you would go to a physical store and buy this big box, and then those physical stores started buying each other out. And then you had, you had EB Games, and you had GameStop. Hold up, excuse you. 
you had mm. electronics boutique. Sorry, sorry, you're <laughs> correct. You had electronics boutique, and you had Babbage's, I believe, and Funko Land. Funko Land, uh, and I think Avenge. I think F-Y-E. Babbage's turned into GameStop. Fye. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Uh, and you had all these like computer stores. Like, if you live in California, you probably may have been to Fry's Electronics mm-hmm. uh, because that is one of the last remaining computer stores. Fry's Electronics. But, the first time I went to one when I got here, it was amazing. Right. It was. I remember the one in. I think it's San Jose. Is this massive like? blade runner pyramid jesus i gotta check that out yeah and you have to you go inside and it's like imagine if new egg was physical that is exactly what it was it was kind of like not user-friendly and not polished but they had all the parts Uh, there were a lot of those things and uh, there were a lot of little small video game stores uh, and they all merged and got bought out and then eventually steam happened and then they were no more. And then there is only GameStop. And Best Buy. Uh, and Best Buy. I, I've, I've already told the live chat, but like, I remember I used to hang out in a games cafe and there's fucking something you don't see anymore. Mm. There, I, hold up. A new one opened up right near my house. Is it like what, a like, games cafe or like a net cafe? Like, uh, is it cafe like as in serves coffee, but also has games? Or is it cafe as in like PC bang fucking cafe? As in rows of computers, but also coffee. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. No, nah, man. In fact, like it's actually about 500 meters up the road. This place was because <laughs> I was in high school at this point, went to a high school a bit further down the road. <laughs> But uh, anyway, we'd fucking we'd go there, and this place would actually refund you uh, time on because you'd buy time to use the computers. They would refund you time if the game you wanted to play had to do a Steam update because it always uh, took forever. <laughs> Uh, but oh. yeah oh that is i'm not sure that was ever as big of a thing in the u.s as it was here like down here we kind of picked up the pc cafe thing from asia pretty yeah. early yeah we I mean, never i mean I it existed never... it existed and was a thing for a little bit but mm. our internet speeds i mean never have and have never been uh as good as much of the rest of the world but basically as soon as cable Cry internet me a fucking river <laughs> <laughs> basically as soon as uh cable internet became a thing there really wasn't a, a call for, yeah, yeah. Um, oh actually i remember the uh the games cafe up the road that i'm talking about they uh they used to do of a weekend uh from saturday to sunday they used to do a 24-hour lock-in so you could show up yeah you could like you could show up at say uh what's his name you could show up at say like oh nine ten o'clock in the morning and then pay like 20 or 30 bucks and then basically you would be there all day and then all night until like (laughs) nine or ten o'clock the next morning on the sunday jesus and we used to we've spent a shitload of money like basically going there every weekend (laughs) putting down our 30 bucks and just playing video games the whole time progressively getting worse and worse at (laughs) counter-strike 
Well, it progressively when, um, getting better and better. We I'm not. Fucking. I'm not sure if people still have uh, like real land parties anymore. But uh, it's when been a I was a long in, time since I've seen. Well, that so wasn't, when I was that in, wasn't like set up as an event at like a convention. Yeah. So when I was in high school, every single weekend we would get together and go to one person's house, and we'd like rotate it every week. And we would bring our beige box or, you know, they were, they were turning black by then. It was super cool. Uh, our, our big ass towers CRTs. and our monitors. Uh, we were just on the tail end of the CRTs. Uh, we had a few people that had CRTs and we were like, you're not bringing those over. You should go get a, a, a 15 inch um, <laughs> flat screen display. Oh, no. All my um, friends, we all had CRTs um, and it was immense awful. to do. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, though in my neighborhood we were more towards uh console land parties because everybody, all all mm. my friends had Xboxes, so we would do multiple consoles doing uh four player split screen Halo. Mm-hmm. So oh, that was oh. that was before uh you had internet on the Xbox, or did you try the GameSpy local didn't. area network? Uh, GameSpy didn't. It, oh, the GameSpy thing was for PC. It wasn't for the. Uh, for, oh no. Did- so for there Halo was a thing Xbox. Yeah, there was a thing where you could I think it was an official GameSpy thing where you would run it on a PC, you would network the Xboxes together with a switch to the PC, mm-hmm. and then it would dial over and do like GameSpy matchmaking. Well oh, GameSpy no, we never did server that. selection no. by spoofing a local area network through this like no. tunnel or whatever it we was did, doing. We did like Hamachi for like uh, PC gaming, <laughs> but that's getting into the uh, that's getting into like 2003 2004 at this mm-hmm. point. Man, at the Games Cafe, we had an Xbox, it's just that like it had a massive hard drive put in it and was hacked to shit and like uh, it was basically the media center with all of the music and movies and shit on there oh, man. so uh i never got a, a playstation one i always played like games at friends houses um i also never got in an n64 because it was at friends houses who had more <laughs> money than me right yeah no, i never I was, had an n64 i was a deprived yeah. child I, actually, I have one now because I got one at Goodwill like two months ago. Uh, I, but I did get an Xbox uh, a few years after it came out. Uh, because again, my next door neighbor had an Xbox, so I, I actually bought Halo when it came out, and I brought it over to my next door neighbor's house, and we played through Halo together. <laughs> um, but. Eventually, I did get an Xbox, and I wanted to use it. I wanted to do all the cool hacking things with it, mm. and uh, I popped it open, and I ha- I got the uh, the chip that you had to like oh, solder into it. Mod chips. Yeah, the mod chip, and I soldered it in, and then my Xbox never turned on since then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, actually, that was a big thing down here. Yeah. Was like, okay, so I'm assuming that everyone knows by now that Australians on the internet have a reputation of being incredibly prolific pirates. Mm-hmm. No, I've, I've never, I've never heard that, but I'm, I'm assuming that's it. It definitely is. <laughs> Like, the reason that we have Netflix in this country now instead of other countries that would have been more profitable is, and this is from the horse's mouth, because they basically went, 
Okay, Australians pirate more than, like, most of the other countries in the world combined. Maybe there's a market here to serve. (laughs) But anyway, we are prolific pirates now, but this is not a new thing. Back in the day, like, there used to be game stores that would specialise in importing games from other countries at really cheap prices. And a lot of those games were imported. (laughs) <laughs> on uh, on some cds that didn't look quite right if you get my meaning <laughs> right and yeah. they specialized in those types of games and mod chips so that mm. you so that your consoles could play pirated games like they were literally just piracy stores <laughs> i mean where are you gonna get a mod chip on the internet <laughs> <laughs> like Um, they would they would even take your console and like solder it in while you wait it was great can can we just discuss just like the nature of the internet everybody anybody like born after let's say 1996 they did not experience just how sketchy the internet was Mm. Oh, it was fucking sketch, man. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's why they there's will- like, people People want to, people are like, well, of course we can trust the internet. All these major media outlets are on there. You can trust the internet. It can be a reliable source of information. And all of us who remember just roll our eyes. No, mm-hmm. just so fucking sketchy. <sighs> Actually, the weird thing is back in those days, like the internet also wasn't quite as interconnected as it seemed and not just in the way we've already mentioned with ISPs and such. There Socially. Was, like, yeah, there was a pretty clearly delineated like UK internet, American mm-hmm. internet, Australian internet. Japan and it would be really weird. Internet. There's still a Japan internet because most <laughs> yeah. people outside of Japan don't read moon roots. <laughs> <laughs> And also don't like web pages that look like they were designed in 1990 fucking seven. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, Japan! Christ. What the hell happened to all of your web designers? <laughs> so, Are they so dead? here's the thing: uh, <laughs> Japanese and Chinese. I don't know about Korean internet because I don't think I've ever actually seen any Korean internet. Um, but I Japanese have, and Chinese reason, web design's great. Well, Japanese and Chinese web design uh, it basically emphasizes um, information density more than like some of the other things that we've done in our in our kind of design ideas mm. so you if you look like at not having a page that is literally just a wall of text yeah so like if you look at um even something like uh weibo oh if you weibo. Open it up, you can get a car you can send money you can do all of these ancillary things that in the in the united states would be separate things right even aesthetically we would separate them uh they cram it all in there and I, that I have a same, Weibo account, funnily enough i think i i think i also do uh i have used it once um but that sort of design aesthetic that came from the 90s internet um is still very heavily prevalent there yeah I mean the whole I mean and then and then going going to like the sort of cultural aspect of it it can be uh, people take for granted just how easy it is to communicate with each other youtube i mean you want to look at the comment system on like youtube no such thing really existed for basically until then i mean and and then like for for example things like bulletin boards aren't really in use any i mean 
I don't see them as often as other people do. Like mo- the mo- 90% of the bulletin boards or the forums that I see now are like regarding like specific products. Like for say Premiere or some other editing software or for like they'll be on like an Arduino forum or something like that. I don't know. Do you guys see forums as a, as, as as just as popular as a thing as it used to be? Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. Yes Wait. and no. Oh. Uh, basically, a lot of web comics, a lot of things are uh, smaller communities where often they don't have as much money to splash around. They will often have, like, aside from their Facebook pages and such, will have some sort of free forum software just running a forum. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but then, but like, but then, like, don't a, lot a lot of them of will just forums. have a subreddit. A lot of people avoid Reddit nowadays because mm-hmm. Reddit is a hot garbage fire. If like if that dumpster was full of clan hoods and also probably Hitler. Yes. Um, also, I think I found the actually episode- no. No, I can't. Even I'm, I'm going to take timer. that back. A garbage fire, unlike Reddit, is useful by getting rid of trash and providing warmth, <laughs> not increasing the amount of trash. And garbage. Um, so yeah, I, I think the the forum as a gathering place or agora is less prevalent. Although there's still really good forums. Like I'm not. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Um, there's like Metafilter is still extremely good. Uh, and there's actually an interview with one of the founders um, about how they keep the level of discourse up over like decades um it's fascinating for like community management um but yeah there there aren't a lot of public forums anymore because people learned you don't have a public forum on the internet no uh, what was that uh what is that penny arcade called the um shitcock <laughs> yeah <laughs> the uh the rule what's the name of the rule guys help me out gabriel's here. greater internet fuckwad theory thank which you I have yeah. problems with nowadays but yeah <sighs> things are so easy on the internet now yeah so okay so at some point uh google happened and then you could just type in words oh. and get internet the thing that you were usually looking for would be there and wikipedia happened and you could look up things and it would be mostly right wouldn't be a hundred percent right, but it would be right enough that you could settle a bar bet. <laughs> right enough. Yeah. I think I have. Do you guys use bookmarks anymore? Uh, I still I use Pinboard, which is like delicious, but run by an extremely snarky person. Um. Uh. Not so much like I the old traditional bookmarks. Yeah, I don't use that many bookmarks. Although I do use uh, bookmarks in my toolbar. The bookmarks bar. The bookmarks bar. The, it's the bar for the bookmarks. Do you, do you have your old bookmarks? No. Well, I probably imported them. Okay, so I I do because I imported them into Delicious when Delicious was a thing, and then I imported them into Pinboard when I when Delicious died. <laughs> I wonder if I can sort my Pinboard bookmarks. I have. I I am a hundred percent sure I have bookmarks that are older than my brother. <laughs> I have MP3s that I can a hundred percent guarantee. Are older than my brother. I gotta check this out. What about you, Cherba? Do you use bookmarks still? Uh, yes. I mean, I actually use them less now because the actual file of bookmarks has been bounced between so many computers and 
fucking it basically has been the same file for so long that uh opening up my bookmarks menu in firefox actually takes uh, about 30 seconds wow just while it loads the fucking massive roll of bookmarks i'm sure that like 90 percent of those fucking things don't even work anymore is how old this fucking roll is okay like there's so- fucking bookmarks on that list from when i was in high school <laughs> Okay, so Neil Cicerga, Cicerga mm-hmm. he's done some fuckery with his MP3 files because I've got the entire Mouth Sounds album here and they're all dated to May 4th, 1999. Nice. So he's done some fuckery there. But the oldest MP3 I have here is uh, called Racial Entrance. And it's it was downloaded apparently... October 29th, the year 2000. Ah, uh, okay. So my, hear it. Are we? So yeah, that's about my taste in the year 2000. <laughs> yeah. Damn. My oldest. Oh, let me see. I have a... So uh, my mom was a designer, so she got a Mac. Oh, uh, wow. When, that, when it was a big deal that you got a Mac. Um, and so we use zip disks at home instead of like peasant floppy disks well the zip disk you would have your own private zip disk and it would be password protected and that would be how you Mm -hmm. would hide your files from your yep (laughs) um and so i i eventually when i learned that zip disks were not becoming a thing anymore i put all the contents of all of my zip disks onto a cd and i had that cd For a long time and then cds became not a thing anymore uh so i put all the contents of that cd onto a single folder uh on my computer and i zipped it up and now it is a zip file <laughs> and we've come sort of full circle for yeah um and i think Different i put kind it on zip but yeah a zip. Uh, uh, uh here we go it's on then i put it on dropbox <laughs> and now it will exist forevermore here we go I have it listed as ancient errata, <laughs> errata, I should say. Um, disc one, middle school. Disc two, high school. Disc three, Why? also <laughs> high school. Uh, disc four, WMV files, WAV files, uh, doc files, and text files. Yeah, so my oldest uh, files are a lot of schoolwork. Ooh, inside my my middle school folder, there is a folder called Nelson's Folder Copy, which definitely came from a, uh, oh yeah, this came from before zip disks. Um, there's a lot of very bad CGI mecha pictures. There is a .ram file, which is some kind of audio. Yeah, real audio that, media. Yeah real player i don't think os 10 can play it actually <laughs> not as good as january, really? how much, how much last modified january 24th 1999 oh you know what else isn't a thing dedicated media player software on your computer that's not really yep. a thing anymore <laughs> Unless i was about like, to say wait a minute like i've got i've got a media player you've got a media player nelson's got and then i'm like oh wait we're nerds <laughs> we're nerds <laughs> Yeah, most people listen to music on Spotify or YouTube mm-hmm. or Pandora. I have a lot of images. Winamp, you know, Winamp crashes now when it when I when I tried to load my media library into it. 
Uh, mine only crashes on my laptop. It doesn't Winner. crash on my computer. Winner. But that might be because my laptop doesn't really like loading all the details of like 110 gigabytes of music at once. It what really is a CWK win. file? CWK? I think. No, that's CDA. I'm Clowns kidding. with ketamine. I think it's some kind of text file. Let me see if it'll open with. Apple Works. It's Apple Works. Oh, Apple Works. Cold War Kids. <laughs> Uh, Shit, do you remember Cold War Kids? New uh, Kids on the Block? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, that was only like 2004. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> of course we remember Cold War Kids. <laughs> New Kids on the Block are still touring? Yeah, dude. Huh. They started in 1984. All right, I think we've gone on long enough. We've been do- we've been at this for like an hour. I think that's enough <laughs> old schooling. All right, kids. Well, if you're still listening and you haven't blown your brains out from the boredom and uh, our old manningness, just remember this: you have it so good right now. Do not yeah. ever ever forget that. All right, um, with that. Uh, with that Thank you, Nelson. Thank you, Cherba. You will hear from us next time on Friday Night Party Line. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. This show was brought to you in part by our Patreon supporters. In no particular order, thank you to Kate McIntyre-Ross, Rochelle Mantonona, Edgewood Blake 83 and the Geek Nights Podcast for generously pledging $5 a month or more. If you'd like to support this show and all of our other shows here at Frostworks, you might want to consider being a patron yourself. Every little bit helps, and becoming a patron gives you access to behind-the-scenes goodies like blooper reels, project previews, and other great rewards. To find out more, visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Victor Frost.